0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Lakers podcast for Thursday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky, uh coming to you after the Lakers lose in Washington, 116-107 to to the Wizards. Uh, we'll break that one down for you. We'll also get into uh, the mailbag, Andy. The mailbag is open at Cam Brothers. You can send us your mail and your questions, and we will answer them. Uh, we love mail. And uh, finally, the long-awaited segment on Ben
1: McLemore. Yes, we've been teasing this for a while. We're going to talk some Ben McLemore, the newest Laker. Um, In some ways, the most uh, entertaining Laker, whether oh. he means to be or not. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the case? Uh, I do mm-hmm. want to remind you, uh, everybody
0: listening, that on Friday, uh, please make sure you are uh, downloading and subscribing and all that stuff because Howard Beck, the great Howard Beck from Sports Illustrated, is going to join us for the show. Uh, really excited about that. We we really want to bring as many great people onto the show as we can, other voices uh, you know, from around the country. Uh, and it doesn't get much better than Howard Beck. Uh, so that's where we're going to start. Do want to let you know as well that this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join us this week. That's Friday, noon Pacific time to get in on the action. Uh, Andy and I hosting their Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. So 116-107 to the Wizards. Um, not not nearly as bad as of a loss as the records would indicate. I mean, Washington's been playing really well for the last few weeks. Heading so. into this game,
1: Brian, they had won 10 of their last 12. And also, too, something to note because we're going to get into the Laker offense a lot. Washington's defense has gotten way, way better yes. over like the last month, month and a half. So I'm not saying that this isn't a game that the Lakers couldn't have won, shouldn't have won, whatever. I'm just saying that the Wizards are a deceptively good sub 500 team right now. Yes. That, that's all I mean. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, two things
0: can be true at once. The Lakers uh, ran into a team that is playing very well, as well as any team in the league. That is true. Uh, this is also, I thought, one of the worst games they've played on both sides of the ball in a while. And you know, I I sort of I, I try to make the curve work based on. Who's available on any given night? And you know, I don't grade them the same way when, when Schroeder's out and AD's out and LeBron's out and whatever. Tonight they had enough players to play better than they did, and they didn't play well. Statistically, Davis uh best game easily in the four since he returned. 26 points, five
1: rebounds, two assists, three steals, two blocks. 14 of, of those of four. points, by the way, in the fourth quarter. Like the Lakers started making what felt like a legitimate run at, at actually. Clawing back into this game and maybe you know pushing Washington in overtime or whatever for about three or four minutes. And A D was in the middle of all that. Mm-hmm. And then unfortunately the bottom fell out pretty Well, hard. it's it's funny because I was I was I,
0: I was watching this game from the car. My uh my Wi-Fi hotspot while I have the the kids at practice, the van, you know, the old van there, Andy. It's got the Wi-Fi in it. Um, and I was watching the game going when they they go on that run, I'm like, they're good enough defensively. To actually close this gap, like that gives you faith. If they can start hitting shots, that you feel like they can come back. But they could not get stops. Washington really didn't do any damage at all from three point range. But they shot almost fifty three percent um, from from the floor on the game, and that's just not going to get it done. Like you know, you that you know, they're too good for
1: that, and the, the Lakers appropriately lose. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting too because you mentioned how this was AD's best game statistically and what's what's a big you know quandary right now for the Lakers is that on one hand, individually, AD is looking better and better each game. I, I yes. think on, on balance, if, if nothing else, in terms of just his pure production, he is mm-hmm. starting to look more and more like Anthony Davis. On the other hand, though, the integrating of anthony davis back into what they're doing you know a, a major superstar that everything is built around without lebron has in a lot of ways brought this team to a screeching halt offensively and defensively ad is not close to all the no, way back and a lot of no those defensive all. a lot of the defensive issues the lakers have been having ironically is due to bringing back Anthony Davis who last season made an extremely compelling case to be defensive player of the year what's
0: what's funny about this is the impact stats for ad are awful awful. if you go through the last four games and I'm pulling it back up now his the the Anthony Davis's net rating is the worst on the team. Um, you know, it's, it is tremendously bad. It's up around minus 19, uh, I'm sorry, minus 17, uh, through the four games he's played. The only guy who's worse, and this is, is something worth noting. It, it just, as a side note, we won't run, and get into it is Trez, um, over that stretch is a minus 20. And so, you know, you talk about the impact stats, you know, for all the talk of Andre Drummond, he's about even over these four games. It's Anthony Davis is impact on the floor has been terrible. Um, I'm not saying that they should bench him. I'm not saying that uh you know he's uh diminished or they got to figure out how to win without him with all that no, it's Andre Drummond's team now. it is uh, it's they're they're switching ads. What I am saying is a lot of the talk and there was a ton of it uh, on Twitter, uh, today, Lakers Twitter was uh, set on fire, I think, by a lot of these conversations about the fit between Drummond and Davis, about all these other things. And that's actually something we're going to get into later on in, in mm-hmm. the show, it'll right in the later. mailbag. It's, it, it, I don't know how much of this you can pin on Drummond or Kuz, whose rating as a two-man pairing with uh, with Davis is terrible, um, with Harrell, who's rating with Davis is a two-man pairing in very limited minutes, obviously, uh, is is terrible because AD's combo with everybody he's played with is bad. Um, So I think just a lot of this is that Davis isn't doing particularly defensively where the net rating is really bad, Um, 122 points per 100 possessions, which is very, very bad for people who aren't in analytics. Some of this just ad is not. I feel like doing... even the people not into analytics probably could have figured out that no, but one. They might. But <laughs> like, I mean, you don't know, but like you don't necessarily know, like without knowing that the team that leads the league does it at like hundred and two. Sure. You just no, may no, not I... know that.
1: Okay, okay, fair enough. I
0: some of this just is ad is not having an impact. That's particularly positive yet. Yeah, um, it's really and it's interesting. So lay
1: off maybe the other guys. Well, it's interesting, Brian, because like this was a game where, you know, Anthony Davis had 26 points, five rebounds, three assists, two blocks. Andre Drummond, 17 points, 11 rebounds. The two of them were a combined 18 for 32 from the field. Clearly, the two of them can produce offensively alongside each other. Like, depending on how you define coexist. Right. Maybe you may debate that more, but the idea that the two of them cannot put up numbers playing alongside each other has been, with each game, proven demonstratively false. Like with Debunked, game, even. Well, I mean, with each game, they keep actually producing more I just together. to L debunked. You're, yes. you're right. I just love that <laughs> word. <laughs> but like, it, whether or not the two of them work together is still actually something that's being figured out right now. But I think as you correctly note, a lot of this is being pinned on Andre Drummond when in reality, it's really more about Davis, which doesn't Mm -hmm. change the fact that Davis is a better player than Drummond. And when this team is at full strength, Drummond is, will be, and should be lower on the pecking order. But Davis right now, even defensively, I think is a bigger problem right now than Drummond. I just gave you the defensive rating. It's 120, what did I say,
0: 122? Yeah. So it's,
1: it's just an interesting place for the Lakers to be in right now. And it, and yeah, it's something that I think they can fix, but it's not really going to move into that fixing mode until LeBron is back. And until that moment comes, and by all accounts, we are getting closer and closer it, to it. Seems, it really
0: does seem at this point like it's going to be next week at some point, whether it's Monday against Denver, Thursday against the Clippers, that would be really epic. Yeah. Um, it until, seems then, like be next week.
1: until then, man, everyone's just going to have to hold on to their butts because to some degree, there ain't much more they can do than what they're doing right now. I'll tell you what, if you had a butt like mine, you'd
0: spend a lot of your time holding on to it too. Firm you <laughs> <laughs> that went to a, I mean, a weird place quickly yes it really really did um all right anyway the other, <laughs> those one who forgot other thing, we're related <laughs> yeah that's weird i didn't that's say really you would cool. have to hold on to. it I no, no, i'm, I'm, I'm holding on to my own because it's Talk. just i mean brian try keeping your hands brian. off that tush <laughs>
1: brian, stop talking for god's
0: sake <laughs> the other question about this and uh tonight's game the uh, wednesday's game in washington really was about the supporting cast. Kuz, Morris, KCP, and Schroeder were 11 and 36 from the floor. That gets to one of the big questions that we're going to talk about in our mailbag segment, and that is coming up next.
1: Locked on Lakers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models out there, it's impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. And why would you spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new dealership anyway? when You can get it for far less at rockauto.com. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like the airlines do. Don't get me started. On the airlines, bunch of airlines. Oh, God. Airlines. I mean, that's a racket that needs to get broken up. RockAuto.com, family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet like Brian has in his van. Yeah, baby. That's right. Call it the mystery machine. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So we put out a call on Twitter at Cam Brothers during the closing moments of the Wizards lost Brian for questions from our followers and. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> it was me often... dropping. It was me
0: dropping. I like when people I like uh, I like when when we use like, the term followers. It makes us sound like we're, we're
1: cult leaders. We, you know what, man? We, we, this particular uh, sect of the world, Laker fans, Brian, we kind of are. I like, just leaders. like the idea of us having an army of people that we could call on if needed. I mean, we're no Pete Zayas, but I'd like to think that in a pinch, our, our Twitter followers, some of whom have been there for a long time, and we're very grateful. I think they'd have our back if needed. But anyway, uh, as is often the case after disappointment is felt, like in this loss against Washington, no shortage of feedback from the Twitter sphere. So we're going to get into some of the <laughs> oh questions. Oh my God, they were angry. <laughs> oh yes, they were. Uh, yes, I will right, we'll start were. with this
0: one because we 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 spent a lot of time uh, in the first segment talking about AD's defense. Uh, we did not get around to mentioning that the offense was just awful, uh, particularly when Dennis Schroeder wasn't on the floor. So this from uh, Coach DTK is actually reflective of a lot of questions that we got. Uh, Scott Barber. At ELC underscore mrb uh, Mr. Barber, I presume. Uh, a lot of questions about this that are sort of along this lines. Uh, these lines. Vogel is a great defensive coach, and the Lakers have never. But the Na- Lakers have never been good offensively without Braun. It seems like every game the Lakers have four plus stretches, four minutes plus stretches without a field goal. Is Vogel's lack of offensive ingenuity the biggest culprit, or is it purely
1: on the players? It is on the player. And he is currently in street clothes, reading uh, the uh, screening notes for Space Jam 2. Like they—they mm. they need LeBron. Like they really need LeBron, not just because of everything, Brian, that LeBron brings to the table as a player in terms of making the offense work, because that offense is built around him running it. But as long as he's there, what you ask for from Dennis Schroeder running the offense as a secondary playmaker becomes easier for him you there's less on guys like THT or Alex Caruso who didn't play against Washington because of back spasms but in terms of all the guys that theoretically would be running the offense there is a trickle down effect and availability for everybody that comes better with just by virtue of LeBron being there when Mm -hmm. LeBron is not there a lot of this frankly falls to crap well it's it's LeBron is
0: the key that unlocks all of it, including by the way, Anthony Davis. I, I, the, the, I mean, AD was, was good statistically and good offensively in, in Washington. Again, defensively is, is, is another question. And that is, that has less to do with LeBron. And then I think him just getting the timing back and quite frankly, putting in the elite level effort on that side of the ball. I just don't think he's there yet. He wasn't there at the beginning of the year and he's not there yet now. Um, Vogel is a better defensive coach than an offensive coach, but the flip side of that is when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, your system is not really a system. It's LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And, you know, when those guys aren't there, they don't have the triangle or whatever to fall back on. They have principles. They have things that they want to do, but they're also doing those things with limited players who are on the roster to supplement and complement LeBron and Anthony Davis, and so the, their limitations are stark. Like Marquise Morris, for example, low key done. You know, he's done some good stuff over the course of the year. Last three weeks has been awful. Yeah, like, cannot hit. his shooting like twenty percent. Like awful, awful, awful. Um, you know, Talon Horton Tucker has moments, but there are all their moments where he looks like he's twenty. And hasn't played, you know, a thousand NBA minutes or whatever it might be. You're just putting guys, like you said, in situations where they're asked to do more than they should, or to play more consistently than they should. Um, than they should be asked to, because if they could do that, then they wouldn't be able to afford Marquise Morris. They wouldn't be able to have West Matthews on the team.
1: They wouldn't be able to have access to these players because they'd be making more money playing for a different team. Yeah, I mean, like here, here's a I think a really good example in terms of what we're talking about. And you know, Kuzma did not have a great game in terms of efficiency against the Wizards. He he did some good things. He had eight assists, seven rebounds. And, I and, J- and Kuz, I think, has continued to play pretty well over the right, course. Right, I was ju- I've been very pleased with that. I was just about to say that. I I, I mentioned that only just for uh, the context of this particular mm-hmm. game, but over over this period where the lakers have been playing without lebron without you know ad at times other guys kuzma has by and large really stepped up that being said though there was a period early in kuzma's career where he looked like a guy who could automatically fill it up and for a while he could except not necessarily at the level for a team that had aspirations to do anything right. he, he's not he was not going to be the primary scorer on a good team right exactly and and look that doesn't mean that Kuzma does not have value as a player if anything he's gained more value during this period where you don't look at him to just get buckets but if you were if you put him back in this place where you're telling him you need to be the primary bucket getter night after night after night there's going to be diminishing returns because he's just mm-hmm. not that player.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think we're seeing that with the, with the Lakers role players. So it's like, is Vogel a brilliant offensive coach? No. Um, is this the best team to judge him on? Also, no, because he'd be doing it differently if the team wasn't constructed around LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And most coaches, given LeBron and Anthony Davis, would do it exactly the same way that Frank Vogel is. Okay, next question. And actually, this is a great one because you were just talking about Kuz, Andy. Uh, this from uh, Lakers Lens Podcast at Lens Lakers. Sneaky way to get your name of your podcast on our podcast. Uh, who needs to Good be thing that benevolent third? benevolent people. That's right. Who needs to be that third guy behind Braun and AD to step up uh, for us come the playoffs? Of course, we remember rele- fairly famously, LeBron asked this very question uh, before the playoffs last year, said, like, without hesitation, Kyle Kuzma. Uh, that turned out not to be true. Uh, did no. they did not need Kuz to be that Kuz third played guy. well. He did, but they, he was not that third guy offensively. And they, as as we know, won a title. Um, so this year, I think it's a, it's it's an interesting question. They, I would say, it starts with Schroeder, But my and I, I don't mean to punt on this answer. It just like they, but beyond Schroeder, the answer is just it needs to be someone. And I don't think it's going to be the same guy night to night. What they need is two guys to play
1: well who aren't LeBron and AD every game. See, I actually think that it needs to be shrewder, but I also think it needs to be pretty consistently shrewder. No, I think
0: shrewder needs to be, shrewder needs to play well all the time.
1: Right. But, so I'm, but is, I'm, does that mean the
0: third? I guess that does make him the third guy. Right. That it,
1: yes. That's definitionally what it means. But also, specifically, it needs to be shrewder. A, because he is the most talented member of this team in terms of the most amount of things you can do on both sides of the ball. But I also think it needs to be him consistently because when given the disjointed nature of this season and the time that they've missed with LeBron and AD and how little time they're going to have to put all this together, which I think mm-hmm. they can do, but the calendar does not work in their favor. I think they need consistency as they hopefully round into form during the playoffs, and that means that it does need to be their third best guy Schroeder, on a on a regular basis. that's how I yeah feel it's about it.
0: it's so it's funny like i I almost i was sort of thinking of him as part of their kind of at least on the offensive side sort of that like high-end players. Like I was sort of lumping him in with the other guys, but yeah, you're right. I mean, he becomes that third guy. That's why they brought him in yep. was to, to relieve some of the pressure, both in the regular season, but certainly in the, in the postseason. And I don't think they had this scenario in mind. Um, when, when they did it, like, you're right. Like he is, he is more important now than he was, I think even at the beginning of the year, but I do think they're going to need KCP or, uh, you know, Harrell or Drummond, or they're going to need offensive production from someone other than those guys. Like they, they, that supporting cast is going to have to step up in ways that like it didn't step up against Washington on Wednesday. The shooting is going to have to come from somewhere uh, in ways that it didn't come in Washington and many other games over the course of the year. So um I, I, yeah, I, I, that's part of, it's part of the things, Andy, honestly, that makes me a little nervous about the playoffs in this team. Like who, where the other, where that sort
1: of supplemental production is going to come. Hmm. I mean, look, if you need Andre Drummond to be a fourth scorer, that's a, that's a pretty good guy to have in your back pocket. I mean, yeah, say what you will about his shortcomings or whatever. The guy can, the guy can get points. Like if you're just looking for somebody to add baskets, there are worse options than hmm. that guy trez may be limited in the playoffs but again he's another guy that by and large is pretty reliable for baskets so yeah and we see and where we, it all goes we,
0: you want to talk about somebody who can get buckets uh, our friend ben mclemore uh he's mm-hmm. willing certainly willing to try um uh, so we'll, we'll we'll talk about ben mclemore next because i am so into the ben mclemore era andy i cannot get over it we'll also uh do one uh to get a little bit of uh, of uh talk about 80 at the five, because that was one of our mailbag questions. And we wanted to touch on that. We'll do all of that coming up next do want to tell you first that the Locked on Lakers podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, it's in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. This week, plenty of stuff going on this weekend. Uh, The NFL Draft, the Kentucky Derby, Andy, it's back. The first leg of the Triple Crown, the ponies, they're running. Uh, So before the next pitch, you head over to BetOnline on your laptop or your mobile device and you check out all the great sporting news, you got your sign up bonuses and your contest information. That sign up bonus by the way when you use the promo code locked on uh at the website or the mobile or through your mobile device when you sign up 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, 50% welcome bonus on your first
1: deposit when you use the promo code locked on.
0: Bet online your online sports book
1: experts. All right Brian, so we had one more uh Twitter question that we wanted to get to before the Ben McLemore conversation. It comes from Lorenzo Kiyoge. My apologies if I mispronounce his name, but he is one of our uh, very active, loyal Twitter followers, so we always appreciate that. Why haven't we seen any lineups with AD at the 5 since his return? It's pretty clear that Drummond mucks up the spacing for him. Also, please tell me THT isn't going to get meaningful minutes in the playoffs. Uh, Take the second part first. He'll get some, but it's not a given that uh, yeah. he'll get some high leverage minutes, and some of this is going to depend on how you define high leverage. Other than right. the fact, I that think he's in I the would playoffs. Say they all matter.
0: He will be he will be deployed strategically based on need. Um, if everybody's healthy, you're going to see a lot less THT in the postseason than you do. You know, in these games, but there are going to be times when the Lakers might need somebody with his skill set, which is absolutely he's still I mean, I, I don't care that he's 20, he's still one of the only guys on the roster who isn't LeBron James or Anthony Davis who can create his own shot. Um, you know, after Schroeder, the uh the list is real short and it's basically THT. So if they run into situations where that becomes necessary, he'll play. But the flip side of that is the tolerance for the mistakes that he makes are going to be
1: is going to be much lower as it yeah. should be. It's the playoffs. Yeah, and also too. I mean, this is just coaches will always they will always fall back on veterans rather than you know kids, even when they make the exact same mistakes. You know what? The, <laughs> like, I
0: don't think it's I don't think it's that. I don't think it's veteran versus kid. I think it's at le- at the very least it's the perception of predictability. That sure. you, that you are, if even if you know that Jared Dudley or you know Marquise Morris or whatever is going to make the same kind of mistake that THT might make, it's that you know when those guys are going to make those mistakes. Like they are more predictable, and coaches, particularly in the playoffs, want predictability as much as anything because they can yeah. plan for that. And so yeah. I think that's it. The AD the five thing we saw that Wednesday in yes. uh, in Washington with. Good results, at least again, offensively for AD. A couple threes, you know, finished a couple plays at the basket. Looked like himself. Was it fourteen points in the in the in 14 the in po- the fourth? Yeah, yeah, he had fourteen points in the fourth quarter. And I, I think the the tell me if you disagree though, Andy. I mean, I think the answer to that question is they're going to see a lot of it. I mean, I think in the playoffs and all that, it's going to look a lot like it did last year. That assuming guys like Morris. Kuzma, other people are playing well. There's a lot of finishing lineups are going to be with AD at the five.
1: My assumption has been that it took a few games before we saw this with AD, just because they were, you know, being conscious of that physical toll on him, which is the whole reason AD openly doesn't like playing center in the first place. But they're starting to move towards a place where both he and the coaching staff, training staff, all of them feel more comfortable with it. Also interesting note, because AD ended up closing the game at the five, you look at the minutes distribution, AD 31 against Washington, Andre Drummond 20, Montrezl Harrell 17. I think that could actually be a decent depiction of what you're going to see in the playoffs, except AD is going to end up more around 35, 36, maybe even higher. Those other guys a little bit lower. So, you know, were Anthony here, we would tell you, or we'd tell him, we told you, man. It's okay. It's going to be okay. We told you. It's that, going this, to be okay. We told you. This whole 30 minutes for Andre Drummond guaranteed, no. It's not a thing. It's not, it's not a thing. Not a, not a thing. But I do, I all kidding you know aside. Like,
0: like the moon landing, Andy. It's not a thing. <laughs> Just Fair. kidding. Moon landing was
1: absolutely a thing. <laughs> the promises, the promises... To Andre Drummond of 30 minutes a night, that was faked. Uh, The moon landing was real. Very real. Um, All right.
0: Ben Macklin took 16 shots on Wednesday to produce 16 points. He was four of 12 from three-point pointer uh, three point range. He played 23 minutes. That's a lot of shots. 16 <laughs> shots in 23 minutes is a lot of shooting, um, particularly from a guy
1: <laughs> who gets one o- three-pointer every other minute.
0: <laughs> yes. And keep in mind, too, he can only shoot when given the ball. Like, yeah. like it's not like he's... Coming up the floor, he's not shrewder. he's not any pick a point guard, any point guard in the league, initiating action, he's whatever. He can only shoot when given the ball. And so there are times when he might not be given the ball and he can't shoot that possession, much to his chagrin, I'm sure. Um, so this is not really out of character for Ben McLemore either, by the way. Um, and what I what I, what I love about his tenure so far as a Laker is that. It's it's both tantalizing in its possibilities, and you know exactly watching him play why the Lakers were like, let's go get that guy. And you also can tell why he was available and why, you know, we were just talking about predictability. Um, well, I guess he is predictable in the sense he's going to shoot every time he touches the ball. Um, why he might be unplayable in the playoffs. Like, yeah. He's either like extremely needed or totally unplayable. Well, I'm not well, sure was, how much middle ground there's going to be with Well,
1: him. it was interesting, actually. The, the period where the Lakers started to get back into the game in the fourth, and it actually felt like they might push Washington into something really close. The lineup out there was Schroeder, KCP, mm-hmm. Kuzma, AD, and McLemore. And, and I tweeted out, actually, that I thought this was a pretty good lineup by Vogel, to try to push a comeback potentially, because you've got four of the better defenders available right now for the Lakers, and then somebody like Ben McLemore that theoretically could get hot, and you just hope that he doesn't do enough damage on the other end to offset him theoretically getting hot. And like you said, like the idea of can he hang in the rotation during a period of going after a title? Like, because he does not bring. Anything else to the table. Nothing else. Like he doesn't even bring, by the way, he doesn't really even bring in dynamic scoring. He brings outside shooting Mm -hmm. specifically and solely. Like he's not not, totally sure, Andy, he knows how to dribble. Dude, (laughs) I just looked up right now. So far, I don't know if it counted the game against the Wizards, but so far with the Lakers, nearly 80% of the shots that he's taken have been threes oh i'm sure it, it, like 21 have been two-point shots and like 10 percent of that 21 what something like that, that right it, it is actually shockingly that high like he he has had i believe five assists <laughs> since joining the lakers like i'll be honest i like, would have taken the under well uh- he, <laughs> Like he's, uh, it has been heavily weighted by the way. That, that, uh, five assists or, uh, sorry, he's had six assists. I'm, I'm now up to date. He's had six assists in 11 games. It's heavily weighted by the two notched against Boston. Like <laughs> he, <laughs> he was feeling he, particularly generous, dude. No, he you're makes, right. He offers he makes Nick offers Young nothing. look like magic. He <laughs> does, there. but the, the,
0: the thing about it is, like, if you he, he also has gravity. Yes, he is the only guy on that roster who's playing that you look at and say you have to close out on him. You can't you you can't comfortably help off of him. You know, like uh, you know, the Lakers don't have that guy. So we saw it like in eight. I think it was the first game back that AD played. Might have been the second one. Gets doubled in the post, and he's tall enough. You can see over, pivots out, and throws to Mclemore, who's wide open on the wing. He makes the three pointer. Like in a lineup, if you, you know where you're worried about the spacing of of Drummond and AD, and you have LeBron out there, and you know, you know another guard, whatever it might be, whoever it is, or you know pull Drummond off, whatever. The concept of Ben Mclemore is incredibly important to this team, both as a guy who can make three pointers, which is something this team needs; they're not good at it, um, but also as a person whose presence creates spacing. Because he's so trigger happy and I think he's got enough of a reputation as a shooter that so much of this isn't about the percentage you actually shoot. Like Rajan Rondo last year in the playoffs and, and really, like and even over the last couple of years has become a pretty good three point shooter, particularly no off, like, gravity catching shooter. Ju- none. Like nobody in in people's brains, they still don't close on him. Um, and sometimes well, that's helpful if he's hitting look, shots. J.J. Redick, as bad as he's been this year, there's not an NBA defender who won't close on J.J. Redick or honor his three-point shot or not help because they can't leave J.J. Redick because in their brain,
1: it's 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 written, you can't leave J.J. Redick alone on the three-point line. It's like we used to see this, Brian, when we covered Kobe. like Kobe by percentages. Was not a great three-point shooter. He'd go on crazy rolls. Like there'd be times where Kobe mm-hmm. was like Steph, but it, you know, if you played out the overall, <laughs> not as many for
0: the some of the three-point jags he would go on. But, but yes, I mean, he I also you
1: know, <laughs> he, he had 12 three-pointers in a game. No, I mean, you're was, right. I know, like, sure, but, I understand. But the point <laughs> being though, like Kobe, it didn't matter if he was. Oh for fifteen from behind the arc, you were going to guard him every single time because he's Kobe freaking Bryant, right? Like he was some, you know, the scouting, the the
0: analytics, and the scouting report. People was overcome by the human response to seeing Kobe Bryant taking shots. Guys
1: either have gravity or they don't. Ben McLemore
0: has gravity. Has relative to anybody else they've got out there who isn't you know like one of their stars. So I it's I I am kind of just fascinated. First of all, I'm entertained, but I'm also fascinated by what he could mean. I could picture him being him being incredibly irrelevant in the playoffs. I could also picture him playing a critical role uh, for the Lakers. Um, and I, I it's one of the things that I am here to to see. Um, all right, so uh, tomorrow. Howard back from Sports yeah. Illustrated is going to join us for the show. Uh, do let us know if there are people that you would like us to try to find, all that like who the voices that you're interested in at Cam Brothers. Uh, you know, our 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 Gmail is, is written on the uh on our Twitter profile as well. You're welcome to drop us a line there. Uh Brothers at gmail.com. So uh we'll we'll have Howard on uh Friday tomorrow and uh come back hopefully with some LeBron game analysis. Starting next week, Andy. All right. See everybody tomorrow. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
1: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree?